Welcome to the podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Herald and Modcast. Welcome to the Herald und Modcast. <laughs> we are doing a charming version this week. No, I'm not very good with the German We are accent. doing the charming version? <laughs> you can when do you do the charming version, there's no compromising with the charming version. <laughs> That's what makes this a charming version. Is this, how does that relate to our Halloween in Salem episode? I don't think we should get into how it relates to Halloween, because <laughs> it might upset many people. <laughs> We might upset a lot of people discussing the ways in which it relates to Halloween. We could talk about Nosferatu. We can talk about Nosferatu. Once Boris Karloff. <laughs> I want to be a little ghosty. I don't like think a, he was German. No, he was Hungarian. <laughs> yeah, he's Hungarian. He's Hungarian and he's a sweet transvestite. <laughs> no. Yeah, he was. Well, this week... We went to Salem, Massachusetts. All the way there, just for you guys. Just for you guys. And we were participating in their haunted happenings, which is every year in Salem. And I mean, let's face it, it's the capital of Halloween. In the world. Yeah. So, well, at least say, in America. At least in America. For sure. And for it was sure. a lot of fun. It was cool. What do you think of Salem? It's awesome. What a place, especially in the fall. It just makes sense. Makes sense. I'd go there for Halloween like all every year if I could. Yeah, right. Just to experience it. It's a very unique experience. The history of the city itself is just cool. You're walking around in these cobblestone streets. Yes, and they're still there. Statues of witches and and there's the gazebo in the center of town where they actually did the witch burning. I guess I that's guess the memorial so. of the where they burned. I think it women. is. They burned. They burned real women, women at the stake. Alive women. Yeah. And women like you and me. <laughs> burned at the stake. I definitely would have been burned. I would have been one of the ones who was burned. I would have been the one that was burned. You would have been the one that was burning me. No, I would have been <laughs> dressed up as a woman for Halloween. And they'd be like, get him, get her. I'm like, no, no, it's me, Jake. I am just dressed up as uh, Steven Tyler. <laughs> Look at all my scarves. In Puritan Salem, if you were dressed up as a woman, woman. they definitely would have... Yeah, they're like, you're not a witch, you're not a warlock, but we're going to burn you anyway. They kind of looked like women, the guys, so they had the long hair and there were those hats and those robes and stuff. Yeah, it was all very puritanical, (laughs) very scary. Well, so let's talk about our trip. Uh, First of all, shout out to the Hawthorne Hotel. Who hosted us? Who uh, invited us? Who invited us? What an awesome hotel! Yeah, right in the middle of downtown Salem. Oh, it's great. We parked. We didn't get in the car the whole time we were there. Left the car, and it is a beautiful hotel. Left the car in the yard. Had a great meal in their tavern on the Green Pub. Well, the thing about that is, we go check in, and we can go down the lobby, and there's a fully functioning tavern bar. Get a nice pint of Guinness. And some chicken wings, and it's raining. It's so it's so convenient, and the food was good, and the service was good, and the drinks were great. The drinks were great. They had this. I got a drink that was a special for the season called the Fireside, which was rum, hot apple cider, and cinnamon sticks. Spiced rum and hot spiced rum and hot cider. Yes, please. Very nice. It was very good, and a burger, great burgers, and the hotel itself was hosting a lot of the events for haunting haunted happenings, including a transvestite ball. Yeah, we'll talk about that. (laughs) As we were leaving, it was starting to commence. Yes. And yes, yes. What a. It was a a lot of fun. A lot of regalia in there. But they really had, they were top notch with their customer service, especially in the week of so much going on. They're busy season. That's their two weeks. That's it. That's That's their Super Bowl. You're saying, like, that's that's their Comic Con. Yeah, that's that's their their Super Bowl. Yeah, that's their Comic Con. You know? 
And so they're ready for it. They bring in a lot of tourism money. You can tell they have like whole buses and kid camps and yeah. people coming in there in droves to, you know, get a taste of, you know, the American historical Halloween experience. And just the vibe of the city. Because so we walked around. Walked after everywhere. We, got in, we walked around. And we literally walked everywhere. We walked everywhere in the rain. The in first the rain. Night. The it first night. Pouring, which for pissing us rain. Angelinos is unusual. Unusual. But in a nice break. It you was know, a very nice no, break. When there's no rain, a little rain's kind of fun, you know, just to change it up a bit. It's kind of a spooky Halloween feel and to also, it. And also, yeah, yeah, spooky Halloween. So, you know, we get what we, we came to get the full... Uh, Full bossage, we'll call it. <laughs> but we did. So here's what we 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 were going to participate in a lot of different things, and we're going to kind of go through some of the ones. we Yeah, did. and we also did some walking. There's a lot of uh, storefront little shops, and like there's a bunch of them that are just witch shops, right? Like, do you guys operate all year round? Yeah. And, and secondly, they do. how did you operate before Harry Potter? Because <laughs> we were saying like there's some shops that are just Harry Potter. I know that was. This is a Harry surprising. Potter store. You know what I mean? And a it's couple like, of them. A couple of them. There's one that was just for wands. You go in there, it's like all these oh, wands. Right. It looks like Ollivander's. Yeah. And there's a guy basically dressed dressed up as Ollivander himself. Yep. Yeah, it was interesting. He's like, you sell sell a lot of these wands, do you? <laughs> well, <laughs> Probably. It's a big business, It's a Harry huge business. Potter. Yeah, There's Harry a Potter. whole Harry Potter land and in Orlando. Made witches cool again. There hadn't been something that was witch-oriented in the mainstream. Like, it's the perfect vehicle for Salem, right. that Harry Potter franchise. Books and movies. Books and movies. So we walked around, checked out the square a little bit, and we were planning on going on a tour. Well, there's many tours, there's we should many, say. many, many tours. Lots of people. I was actually curious of how you become a tour guide there, because there are so many. Mm. And it's like, do you have to pay? So you know like how buskers have to get a license? Do you have to have a tour license? Because literally, like, there's just, you get a lantern and a raincoat, <laughs> and you're given tours. We could do it. Yeah, we could do it. <laughs> hey. Here's uh, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> There's three and Dunkin there's three Donuts. of them. I'm gonna take it all three. <laughs> That's the tour. We go to Dunkin' Donuts. You gotta buy me a donut and a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's lots of tours, and there's no real meeting place for them. You just sort of gotta meet on the street. There's no storefront or, or I yeah, think there was brick and mortar one, place. Yeah, but there's, there's literally one guide. Tour guide. There was a tour guide place. Where you pick up, you know, brochures for tours and stuff. But for like the an most information part, center. it's mo- it's people on the street. So we were told to go to this tour by the hotel. By the hotel, and and no fault of theirs. They but they said everyone like enjoys this tour. You really like it. People say they really like this tour called the Salem Tunnel Tour. And M- listen, murder this. conspiracies. This, this is what they promise here. Take this 1.5-hour above-ground tour of the smuggling tunnels built by the son of America's first millionaire for our founding fathers to avoid paying taxes. See the tunnels that three of our presidents have walked through. Learn about the seedy underworld of Salem that shaped our country. Hear the tales of the ghosts who died in the tunnels. Doesn't that sound cool? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that sounds cool. So we were on board to do this. We thought this would be great. And we got directions. And one thing, I, I, and I grew up back there, so, I, but I don't think I noticed it till I moved to California. Nobody can give directions in New England. They basically tell you to walk down a path of cobblestone brick. And- well, here's the thing. I feel like they give you directions like you're a local already. Yeah. 
Like, if I lived here, those directions probably would make sense. They'd make sense, yeah. I'm clearly not from here. That's why I'm taking a tour. So I'm not going to the county bar. That's why I'm asking you where it is. I wouldn't be asking if I knew where the fuck where it was. Yeah. But there's all these, you know, it's just like New England. There's all these one-way streets and the ti- the signs are so small. Little so alleys and Alleys. Stuff. It's yeah. really hard to find your way around. So we're walking... We're walking, we're walking in the rain. In the rain, in, at night. In circles, trying to find this well, place. Well, because we get to the place, and we're like, this isn't it. There's no one here. There's right. no signs. And so, like, let's continue walking. And then we see another guy, who's probably just, like, you know, waiter outside of the back of a restaurant having a cigarette. And he gives us directions. <laughs> yeah. Little did we know, we were, like, standing where we were supposed to meet. Right. And so he probably didn't understand what we were asking. So he told us to go back <laughs> around and up. And then back through, and then we just walked in a circle. We're like, here we are again. Here we are again. I guess, is this where we're supposed to meet? And then there was this other group of people, and we're like, are you guys waiting for a tour? And they're like, yeah, we're waiting for witches and weasels or whatever. (laughs) Witches and weasels. (laughs) That's sweet. It's like weasels, and everybody gets a weasel at the end. We're like, well, that's not our tour. Uh, We'll do it, maybe. Yeah, and so we kept walking. It's raining. We kept walking. We went to some freaking candy shop, and no one had heard no of this tour. No one had tour. heard of this tour. That yeah. was the other thing. That was weird. No one had heard of it. Even the tour guide place that had the brochure. Yeah, the information of the center. Tour. It's an information center. In the tour center. guide place, they did not know of this They're tour. Like, nah, we were like thought we were going to get captured and smuggled <laughs> through the tunnels, <laughs> which to, might have been okay to Mexico. At least it would have <laughs> no. been a story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> better than walking in the raid. Yeah, because then I started to feel like destitute. Like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> Here. How are we going to give this guy to show up? Because they said be there at seven forty-five for we a tour at eight o'clock. Early, we were there before then, and no one was there. Right. And then we wait and wait and wait, and then the other tour guide shows up for her, which is in Weasel's tour, and she's all like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, he's a reputable guy. Right. He should be here." And then she's all about to take her to her tour on, and she's like, "Oh, I'll just try to call him. Now, let me let me Facebook." Or no, him. she was Facebook messaging him. Yeah, and she's like, "Do you have her number?" Like, "Yeah, we have his number." They called. They booked a like we reserved a place on the tour, man. Yeah. And she's like, "Well, you know, I'll try to." Th-. And then there's like literally like fifteen, twenty people just waiting, waiting for her to like us. help us. We're like, just forget it. Like, thank you, I appreciate it. But, but they all thought our tour sounded cool because yeah, when we did. described, they were like, "Hey, I want to do that." But then she did say. Um, when she was talking to us, that we didn't note in the in the brochure till right now that it is an above ground tunnel tour. And so as soon as she said that, we were like, like "What? Because uh, mm. what does that exactly mean? We're going to go walk over to a sewer or and just like say, hey, down that entrance. sewer? Yeah. yeah, look, here's the entrance to a really cool tunnel. There's so much cool stuff that went in behind beyond this door right. that you will not get to see. So spooky. you do not get to see what's beyond here yes well i'd really be curious to talk to someone well a long story short the guy didn't show up and we were like (laughs) we were like fuck this yeah fuck this so we left fuck this spell but i would be curious to find out to talk to somebody who actually has been on that tour because it does sound really cool yeah and we would have liked to have done it yeah, maybe we didn't cool. give him long enough, but hey, we might know. have not have given him long enough. We weren't going to wait past eight o'clock in the rain. After that, or, it's like okay, buddy. Sorry, and there was no one else. There was no there one was like. Are you guys waiting for yeah. Right. yeah, there's none of that. And to be honest, I would not have been happy to pay because this is fifteen dollars, but it was more because of was Halloween. More? I think. Yeah, I think it was like twenty or something. I but don't know. 
I would not have been happy to pay that kind of money for a non-tunnel actual. Yeah, we're not going in the tunnels. What the fuck? But still, again, I hate to like bash on it. So I'd like to hear more information if we can find any out there. We will. Yeah, we also were like got to a point where like now we don't want to pay for this or like wait for it or you know now we resent. Well, if you're waiting in the rain for half an hour. And yeah. nobody's there. Nobody's there. And then they show up and they're like, all right, is ready yeah. to tour? And there's up? only two of us. Yeah. Because like, how ugh. fun is that, too? It's just the two of us yeah, walking over to a people. sewer. Yeah, no yeah, thanks. No thanks. So what we did instead, I had investigated some other things going on. There's a lot going on for Haunted Happenings. If you're in the Salem area and they have right a whole, now, like, they you have should like check it out on their website. They have information. They have information like agenda and stuff where you can just see what's going on all over the place. Right. So we ended up going to... This thing called Tales and Ales. It rhymes. Yes, it does. That's why we chose it. Yeah. Well, because of the ales, too. Yeah. Anything that rhymes with ale, I'm in. <laughs> Whale, male, frail. Uh, tail. Tail. Bale. Ta- ba- Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the Tales and Christian Bales. <laughs> I got to have a beer with Christian Bale. It's only That's 20 awesome. bucks. Yeah, I'll do that. Why are you doing this, Christian Bale? I'm a serious alcoholic. Ah, get out of my shot. Get out of my shot. We're not filming you. Nobody's filming you. Get out of my shot. Get out of my shot. <laughs> There's no cameras here, Mr. Bale. Buy me another beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Patrick Bateman. Yeah, yeah that didn't happen, but no. it would have been fun if it did. But so we walked over again, walking, no need for the car. We walked over to this theater that was hosting this event called Tales and Ales. And it is, I believe, $23. Yeah. Which includes beer tasting and a storytelling. storytelling. Ghost storytelling. So the beer tasting. It was interesting. I'm not a beer fan. You are. I, so I drink beer. I was wet and cold and tired and I wanted to be inside. So I was like, I'll drink beer. Yeah, sure. Beer. Yeah, great. <laughs> is it dry? Is it enclosed we'll in something? We'll be inside. Yeah, I'll drink that. Sure. So we pay, you pay and you, you go pay. into this small theater. Well, you see, there's like a you know a lobby area where you have to wait. That was packed with packed. people. People want their beer. Yeah. And their And their tales. stories. Yes. Which is cool. We all want beer and stories. We get a little sort of little taster cup when you pay. Yep. Yeah. And so, but then what was weird was that they, you have, you think you're going to be in this theater room or some kind of event room for the tasting. I don't know what I thought. Well, I've been to but, tastings before. We've, I've been to wine tastings right. and they have, usually have like sort of a long table or sort of like a, you know, semicircle bar where everyone gets around and, but they took us next door, which is clearly sort of an office space that they like the just got to use. Yeah. Because yeah. there was elevators and there was recycling bins and there was fluorescent lighting. And there was about like 30 of us in there and we all sort of naturally formed this like horseshoe semicircle and we actually found a place where we could sit and just sort of wait for them to get started they're sort of setting up the beer and there's just sort of this card table that they set beer on and we're kind of like okay how's this gonna work let's see this is kind of fun we kind of thought since they were setting up i mean it looked a little kind of chintzy the way they were doing a card table and putting like cans of beer out but we thought that they were gonna there were three staff members we thought they were gonna come around and do a pour and and explain the beer and we all drink and you know whatever get a little buzz on before we get our stories right that's the whole point of this practice for me yes let's not muck about here (laughs) (laughs) i've had beer Mm, Mm. you can really taste the beer (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, in fairness, they had some seasonal beers. Yes, yes, they did. Local, it's all local it's stuff. All local. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, but, but they didn't do the they didn't do that. They what they, they did, didn't do the pour around. We were already in this like they natural were already half in circle. This half circle. It was like, keep us here, you know. And they're like, what we're gonna do is everybody stand up and form some sort of mashug line, like and we're, we're at like, church. Yeah, and then we're, communion. You're all gonna pour and go this way, and then regroup. Enjoy your beer, and then when the next tasting comes, we're gonna go back the other way, and then like this until we've tried all the beers. Yeah, we were just sort of like, like, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, pardon me, uh, drink my beer, and then oh, oh, we're doing it again. Okay, everybody, back in line. Uh, Well, and the line process is always clunky with stuff like this because you know everybody's kind of wait. No, I'm in line. There's always instead of one line, there's three lines that have to merge into one, and you're always kind of stepping on someone's toes and stuff. You gotta like let some people in because they're like oh i'm not in line at all and i have like a family yeah Please, my family needs beer <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh fuck come on just go in front of us someone always gets mad at you too yeah they're like hey they're like, you cut you cut her no cutting no cutting, no cutting. <laughs> you can't say cutting and drink beer dude <laughs> yeah, how old are you <laughs> i drink beer no cuts so the process wasn't well orchestrated what did you think of the beer i'm not a good person to answer uh, this question I think it's all gross, but the pumpkin one was kind of cool. Girls like pumpkin. Yeah, I like pumpkin. Yeah, uh, it was fine. It was fine beer. It wasn't, you know, it was cool. I like just the local aspect of it. Okay. I think it was a Pilsner, an IPA, and then that pumpkin ale thing. Right. Only three, which honestly is which a honest, chintz yeah. for $23. Especially because you're getting like a three ounce pour. Yeah, it was very four small. Ounce pour, very small amount. And, uh, Luckily, I drank most of yours. <laughs> Luckily for me. So by the end of it, I was like half off. But at the end of the day, you're probably getting like one beer through all three tastings. Right. Maybe. Maybe. And if you have a nice friend who's with you that doesn't like beer, you might get more. <laughs> so bring a friend. and Or you could just that bring your own like beer. beer. Yeah, or bring your own beer. Bring yeah. a flask or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so yeah, by the time it was said and done, it was interesting though because they had, there was a door on the other side of this sort of office space and there or whatever lobby hallway. hallway. It was kind of a lobby of an lobby, office space. hallway thing. And then literally, he's like, "Okay, once you finish your last beer, you go in this door, and as soon as you enter the go through that door, you enter into the theater space." So right. it's sort of like w- the weird, just how close everything was, and it's like you're right into the theater, picking your seat. And the theater was really nice. It's a small little, maybe 40-person theater. Mm-hmm. But Very nice theater. the lighting and the seating and the, the stage and the props, everything was really sort of new and well-kept and, you know, very nice, mm-hmm. you know. It reminds me of the little lab space we used to have at the improv, uh, but nicer, like cleaner. Yeah, it was very nice. It looked pretty recently remodeled yeah all the lights were new and they had sound effects and fog machine and it was all sort of uh, you know sort of higher end higher end uh, production values and they tell and so there's one actor dressed in you know revolutionary era garb um kind of paul revere-ish type outfit uh talking given delivering ghost stories two different ones one was an edgar Allan poe story the black cat mm-hmm the other was, I do not recall the name of it, but it was... I think it was by Hennessy. And he I don't was, remember what it was called. But it yeah. was about like, being on a sort of like Queen Mary uh, cruise liner, coast-to-coast cruise liner. And it's sort of about like a haunted you know, room, ship. like a ship room. And the room is haunted, and it's about this one guy that stays in the room. 
and gets really scared. Gets haunted. Gets haunted. It's a haunted room on a ship. And, and that was cool. It was cool. It was fun. It was kind of neat in the spirit of things, right. you know? It was in the spirit of things. It was out of the rain. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was one act. Push that. I, I liked it. I <laughs> no, actually it was really cool. liked yeah, it. Yeah, it was good uh, on a whim to go. And uh, the actor, it was one actor, same actor for both stories. Did a very good job. Great job. Uh, it was really sort of well produced. There was cool sound effect cues and cool lighting and the, the fog machine and little props on stage that he worked with very like you know minimal mm-hmm. props but it was effective definitely effective and they do this every year i think it's it's been done several times now it's a smart thing to do yeah, yeah it was a cool thing i would do yeah i'd probably do it again i'd say they could i mean obviously you know you're going to price things up at at the halloween time but i think it was more like an 18 dollar event versus a 23 yeah, i know that's only 5 dollars but yeah, still 23 a piece is a little steep, a little steep. and steep. they probably like maybe they don't want to do too many beers cuz they don't want to get people drunk in a theater or something i don't they know they could do 4 I they think could they could do four. Yeah, four would be fine. And no one's going to get drunk off of, you know, four No, tastings. those small little yeah. three ounces. Well, they could do four. And I do think they also need to reorganize how they do the pours. Because it's a, it feels a little shoddy to be in the hallway of an office building and to have to shuffle around like you're in kindergarten. Well, one woman people. said, some woman, I was like clearly a middle-aged woman. Like, oh, I feel like I'm kindergarten. Yeah. Like, you know, excuse me, pardon me. Well, they didn't have to do that. They could literally have just the three of them walked around and done a pour. We're already in the position. For them yeah, we it. were already positioned. Yeah, it was very odd. Because the card table sort of in the center against the wall, and everyone, as they would, formed around the card yeah. table with beer on it, because that's sort of the focal point of... So why we're there? Right. So we're, sort of know, <laughs> the we're, beer. All, we're all adults. Yeah. So we kind of get the picture here. Uh, but yeah, it was great. It was fun. All in all, good times. Good time. It was good sort of saved the night kind of thing. Save the night. Yeah. Way to come through and save the night, uh, people there. Yeah, so that was fun. That was fun. And then, so the next day, we didn't have a lot of time we spent in Salem, but we really made the most of it. And Well, I think we missed we, we, the comic book store. Yeah, we went there the first day, and then we went back the second day. And it was there was a small, sort of brand new, they said it was about seven weeks old. It was called Silver Moon Comics. Yes. And it was these two people... And I guess the the one the, it was a guy and a woman. The guy was the general manager of like the sort of big big time comic book store down the street, mm-hmm. which is sort of like has the monopoly of comic book stuff in the town of Salem. Right. Called I think it was called Harrison's or Garrison's or something like that. Garrison, <laughs> like, Mr. Garrison, Mr. Garrison. <laughs> Mr. Garrison. It's a comic book store. <laughs> That'd be awesome. This is not. These aren't comics. This is all gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> this is all erotic fiction. Garrison, it's a comic book store. <laughs> I sell more if I call them comics. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So we went there, and it was a really cool place. You know, it was small, but it was all very well detailed. And they're very thorough because most of it is the dude's personal collection. Yeah. He's basically doing like a 40-year-old virgin except they had a brick-and-mortar yeah. store. Yeah. Exactly. It was all his personal stuff and all of it was and so well kept. Too. And her personal yeah. collection. Yeah. They both she knew these, her stuff. They both did. Yeah. You could tell they were like going in on this together. And uh, they both really knew their stuff about comics and they both are clearly big fans. They had a horror section. They had a collectibles section. Then in the center, they had all the back issue stuff. Mm-hmm. Then they had a bunch of CGC stuff on the wall, all the like sort of uh, minted comic books that they have that they take to the CGC uh, and get those evaluated. And so you have like that stamped price on it and that stamped letter grade or number grade, I should say, which is good. You should have that yeah. you know, for the really valuable comics. 
And uh, yeah, so that's it, it was a really neat store, and we ended up buying a couple things. Yeah, yeah. I believe you bought you bought I something. Bought uh, some creature from the Black Lagoon earrings on guitar picks, which are awesome, and I'll post on our site. Yeah, those are cool. And I bought a Wonder Woman shot glass. Yep. And I bought a very cool Wonder Woman Flash Superman pen set. From the 1995. From 1995. And it's the original packaging and it never been opened. And it's yeah. really cool because it really never looks it like my it looks like my childhood stuff. Yeah. When Batman had like the long Jerry curl hair. Yeah. Remember that, <laughs> yeah. remember that like age? And then the Wonder Woman had the sort of same look. Same Jerry Curl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> Everybody, Jerry the Curl. Flash had Jerry Curl. Yeah. If, he, if he goes at the speed of light, it just poof, catches on fire. And just, ah. yeah, that's funny. That's what happens. And you got something. Oh, and I got something. Yeah, I got a original printing of The Killing Joke by Alan Moore. I actually uh, already had the sort of like mass-produced hard copy one from Barnes and Noble, but this is like an original third or fourth printing of it, uh, and soft nice. cover, and for like ten bucks. It's like I was like, yeah, let me get that. That was it's like an original printing of. If you haven't read the Killing Joke, it's one of those sort of like, uh, what would you say, consummate or sort of like one of the most sought after or looked upon uh, origin stories of the Joker. And it's a really good, it's short, it's a, really like a small graphic novel. If you haven't read it, The Killing Joke by Alan Moore, it's uh, one of the best ones. one of my favorite ones to read. So to find it and to get an original printing of it, I was really like, really stoked. Yeah. Really geeking out on that one. That was great. Really so, cool. So shout out to them because it's a very cool store and you should definitely check it out if you're and in the Salem area. And it's, you know, it's their store. How, you know, and it's just, new. They it's new. just really started it recently. Mm-hmm. And you'd be helping them out. They have lots of stuff. I'm sure that you'd find something you'd like there. And sure. very reasonably priced. And they went on about they, that. They, they, they made saying. a point about that, that you do, that it shouldn't be that you have to spend a lot of money to get this stuff. And, and they're yeah. committed to that. Yeah, she was saying how she has like four kids. And she's saying, like, I can't, you know, you can't mark it up. You know, they try to stay above or, no, slightly below or at SRP just so people can afford to buy this stuff. You right. know, like the Funko Pop things. You can't sell those things for $15 a piece, you know. People are like, you know, especially when your kid's like, you know, that's my favorite. Yeah. Adventure Time. Because they do, Funk they has do everything. everything. Every single one. You know, you're like, oh, 15 bucks. Right. Then you're like, I'm just going to get it on Amazon. So I'm not going to buy it from a, right. a privately and owned store anyway. Exactly. So it's like, you're just shooting yourself in the foot marking it up that high well for example my shot glass was five dollars uh 5.99 uh which honestly is too much for a shot glass but online anywhere it's 10.99 so it's literally i'd seen that shot glass on amazon for 10.99 or 11.95 or Mm 10.95 yes so they're definitely it's a good shop they have cool stuff. They know their stuff. And really you can know go spend stuff. some time in there. So check it out. Check it out. Silver Moon in Salem, Massachusetts. Yes. Shout out. Good job. Good job. Uh, one thing I do I have to say about the experience going there, though, we wanted to get a cafe in the afternoon when we were there. You know, just get a, just a midday latte, pick me up. Cappuccino. Or just a cup Something of coffee. just kind of sit down. We thought we'd sit in kind of a cool locals cafe. And we were asking you know where we can go to get it from the two of them and they said well what you really want to do what is you're gonna want to do go to dunkin donuts you're gonna want to walk to dunkin donuts and it's gonna be a little bit of a walk 
but right. you're going to walk to Dunkin' Donuts. It's the only place you can get a decent cup of coffee you, yeah. in this town. Only place you can get a decent cup of coffee. Cup and, of coffee. <laughs> cup of coffee. You're going to go to, go to, you're gonna wanna go to Dunks, pal. You wanna, yeah, and they call it Dunks. We want to get Dunks. So, and one of them might be closed right now, but you, that's all right. You but there's two other walk ones. walk into the others. Yeah. And get your Dunks. And so we kind of looked at each other and we're like, no fucking way we're getting Dunks. <laughs> well, it's just funny. But like, like, we're we not know, getting Dunks. Well, we know Dunks is we there. We know Dunks we know. is there. There's three of them. Yeah. And then we walked out of the store, and literally 20 feet from where we walked, there was a really nice cafe called Reds. Well, it's in the same, like, sort of strip. It's not a strip mall, mall, but it's, like, this mall. And, like, on one end of it was this cafe, Reds. And they were inside that same mall. (laughs) Literally, like, within the same mall space. Or tell us to go there. Yeah, they don't like that. No way. They're dunks. They're they're drinking (laughs) their dunks, man. We didn't even have to leave the mall to go to the other place. But yet they were telling us to go 10 blocks away to dunks. That was pretty funny. That's that loyalty. was pretty funny. Yeah, that's loyalty, brand loyalty, right there. Yep. So the next day, we, uh, you know, decided we were going to check out some other things in Salem, and we found the coolest thing ever. Night- well, let's talk about that first because okay. when we were at the comic book store, the Silver Moon place. They said you got to check out this uh, this Count wax Orlox. museum. No, they didn't say Count oh, Orlocks. They, they just said wax museum and. For people there on the street, across the street from the place we're going to tell you about shortly is a wax museum. And we went in there that same night and we kind of looked around like, yeah, like, how much is this 20 bucks? And it was really sort of looked like for kids. Yeah. And we didn't. We're like, eh, maybe we'll wait till tomorrow. And it, was, it ended up being closed anyway. Right. And we're like, OK, maybe we'll go back tomorrow. And we sort of went in again the next day, the day we're talking about, which was the next day. And they didn't know what we were talking and about. And they were like, yeah, what are you... Uh? Well, Because remember, we had cited that the guy who was Tony the Morin. original... Tony Morin. who was the original Michael Myers in Halloween 1, he's the only one you see his face. He's cited as the face of Michael Myers. He was signing autographs at the Wax Museum, and yeah. we wanted to go to this, and they had no idea what we were like, talking about. Like, what are you about. talking... Are you guys at Wax Museum, right? Okay. So, is Tony Morin going to be here signing? They're like, who's Who? that? Well, it was like a they girl. It was like girls. a high school. And then, yeah. then, like, the guy cleaning up was a high school kid. Yeah, he was like, like is there 15. any adults that work here? Like, who owns, who's running this place? Where are the adults? Is there any information we can get from you? <laughs> You're just going to sell us, like, keychains and beer openers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and so we didn't know what was going on, and we're like, why would they at the comic book store tell us to go to this sort of janky ass fucking wax museum? Yeah, they were like, this is not cool at all. And we literally walk out and we look across the street and we see Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery, uh, Salem's only monster museum. Yeah, that like, must oh, be it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Okay, let's cross the street. Yeah. It was literally across the street. To be, to be fair, we didn't see it that night because it was dark. It was dark. Yeah. And it was raining. And I don't think it was open. And we're it didn't seem open. And we're kind of pussies. <laughs> I guess. I don't know how that factors into it. I mean, we are pussies. I don't know if it factors into it this time. Well, just the rain thing. Oh, the rain. Yeah, we're rain we pussies. We wanted to go home. We melt in the <laughs> we rain. We melt. <laughs> <laughs> so we went and 
First of all, the first thing that struck me was that it only cost $8, $8. to go to this. It cost $8 fucking dollars. Can you believe that? <laughs> I mean, everything in town was $20 or more. Or more, just to get around. Just to get around that place. You're yeah. going to drop 20 bucks on any sort of tour or whatever. Fuck to get a gathering or, you know, whatever. And so when we saw $8, we're like, wait, for adults? It's like, is it for, for adults? seniors? Cool. or? Yeah. Do we have to have a coupon? Do we have or to be a Salem resident? Do we have to wear a costume? <laughs> <laughs> so, so many questions <laughs> unanswered. Then for kids, it was six bucks. Yeah, and I so, know. Yeah, we're like six dollars for kids. This does not make sense. This cannot be true. And, and so, yeah, we, so we talked to this guy out there. His glasses turned out to be the owner. Ended up being the owner, uh, proprietor. You know of this of this fucking place. This amazing place, Salem's only monster museum. So it is a wax James museum. James Lurgio is James his name. Lurgio, owner operator of Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery. And we actually have a really nice interview we did on the street with him, which we're going to post on the site as a separate uh, piece that you can check out. Yeah, you can listen to it. It's about 10 minutes. And he really goes into detail of how he got into sort of haunts. Because in Salem, there's these things that they call haunts. And they're sort of privately owned haunted houses that people do every year. And they freak them out. Yeah. Like, there's actually a documentary on Netflix that you can watch. I think it's just called american haunt where they document three different people's home haunts that they they do every year in salem massachusetts so you should go watch it because it's a really cool documentary and there's you know you see like the level of skill between there's one guy that that, this is his whole (laughs) life yeah it's very professional he's very professional and he doesn't open up he long story short he ends up opening up his own personal haunt like a business because he was doing it so large for so long that he didn't have the space in his backyard and everything is so well maintained and created and he does it every year right he's like i'm just make a business man do a dude yeah like, do yourself I a favor he did, and he did yeah. yeah you can go to it i looked up it, i looked it up online i can't remember the name but it is a functioning business yeah so you should go to that and so he cited that but um this nightmare gallery is really a sort of diamond in the rough it's so special it's a gem by any it's better than anything you'd see on hollywood boulevard that ripley's nonsense and all that all these or even like, the madame tussauds i mean it's, it it's, really it's is really it's it's not huge but it's actually a lot bigger than you would expect it way to be. bigger especially because the entrance and the exit are so close to each other yeah. so we're going in and we're seeing people come out and we're like okay is this sort of just like you know short like a short little boop boop like right and frankenstein godzilla yeah Dracula. But, no, no. but no 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 it was like shaped and designed like a haunt so it felt sort of like a haunted house when you're walking through it and i gotta say the staff well they do a haunted house at night and they do a haunted house at night yeah. during the halloween season right. and we didn't do that because we had to leave but that probably would have been awesome too. Cause yeah. he, he told us like there's this whole storyline that goes be uh, it, for the haunted house. Yeah, they created the a house. story for the haunted house. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, the staff was really good. We get greeted by someone in there, and he says, "Please, no photographs or no video, just to maintain the quality of the the, the molds." Right. Which is actually true. You you shouldn't be like flash photography over and no, over. No, no. Yeah, and it's bad. It takes away from the experience when there's just flashes going off and people filming and stuff and getting pictures with every single one. Mm-hmm. Can I give me a picture with this? Now I picture with that. Yeah, it just totally like <laughs> that way, ruins. You couldn't go through. It oh, that it messed way. up the flow. Yeah, so I respect that. And the dude was very friendly. And the girl who sold us the ticket was awesome. Like you know, just little things. Very polite. 
And so we get in there and it is... We're greeted by someone. Yeah, I said who, that. Yeah, we're yeah, greeted who, by someone. Who gives us a little bit of a speech about information and tells us the layout and gives us some things we didn't know that was very cool. And he was so polite and friendly and you could tell he was really into it. And he was a young guy too. Young guy, young, very young. Young, yeah. probably college kid, works at or goes to school, probably Salem State. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was telling us stuff. And when you first go in, it's the Boris Karloff Frankenstein, the Bela Lugosi mummy and Dracula. And that's like the sort of entrance way. And you can read. And the coolest thing about it is if you're really in there to sort of learn about stuff, every single sort of diorama mold setup has a small backlit uh, sort of tablet or template that has a write-up on all of the little factoids about each movie and each Mm -hmm. character and how it played a role in the progression of horror, the horror genre. And things you'd never heard before. Yeah, absolutely. Things like the relationship between uh, different actors and also that uh, Lon Chaney Sr., who was the Phantom of the Opera, which was one of the characters that's in the very beginning hall, yeah. did, was a makeup artist. And his own. He, and a VFX artist of the time. And he, and he like created, he created things. Yeah, he sort of pioneered VFX and practical effects. Yeah. He was cited we, as that. He put fish hooks fish in hooks. his... Mouth. In his mouth, he cut off like the ends, the, you know, the sharp part or whatever, and like sort of, you know, fit them into his mouth to give him the sort of deranged smile of that original Phantom of the Opera with those deep set eyes. It sort of looks like very skeletal. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's lots of little stuff like Bela Lugosi was offered the role of Frankenstein, but turned it down. Yep. And that's how Boris, Boris Karloff got the role. Or no, Boris Karloff played the mummy and... And Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah, yes. I said yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. But Bill Lugosi turned down the role and, oh, and then got Dracula. And then got Dracula. So there's like you learn a lot of really specific stuff about and like Christopher Lee and Vincent and, Price. And Peter Cushing had a relationship. They they did a lot of they did Wolfman uh movie together um in England. Oh yeah. That uh was or they did a Frankenstein movie together. They did something that uh, they did together that was the most successful movie for British film at the time. And they had this relationship over the years of being in different horror movies together. Christopher Lee, you'll know from Lord uh, of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. He's ceremony. And uh, Peter Cushing is. The, he was from Star from Wars. Star Wars. He was the captain of the, the Rebel. Lord. Yeah. Not no, not the Emperor. He no, was, not the Emperor, but the guy who. He was one of like the smacks uh, down Vader, yeah. in the first movie, and and is the one who tells them to shoot from the Death Star at the end, and he's standing there yeah. in his glory, and then he's one dies. of the emperor, you know, the captains or I forget lieutenants. Yeah, so there's a lot of really neat sort of film history you learn, and I gotta say, like they had a pumpkin head. Mold. Yeah, that was very cool. They had a uh, Stan Winston's pumpkin head. Yeah, this, this directorial debut was pumpkin head. They had the uh, ventriloquist doll from Silence, the movie yeah. with Marky Mar or Mark Wahlberg or Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> one of those crazy Wahlbergs. Uh, oh, the list goes on. They had Carrie. They, they had, had Carrie, The Exorcist. They, they had, had the Linda, Linda Blair. Blair. In full uh, demon possession mode. Yep. They had, for other fans, they had Angelica Houston's in Witches, mm-hmm. the Royal Doll movie and book. And it wasn't her, like, in her woman makeup. It was her in full witch Itch, yeah. like, gear, which is awesome. If you've seen that movie or read the book. That's solely from your childhood. But it's a cool one. Oh, it's so cool, though. And the fact that it is there, like, that's something you wouldn't see in another wax museum. That's so specific. Yeah. It's not one that, it's not like Freddie, Jason, you know, Michael Myers, you know. I was really impressed by that. Well, like, oh, shit, that's awesome. 
and witches, witches, and Kiefer Sutherland. They had from Lost Boys. That you don't see. I've well, never seen that before. And you can tell he cycles through them because he's he says he tries to do two or three new ones every season. Mm-hmm. So he has, and like you said, he has limited space. So he gets creative, and that Kiefer Sutherland one wasn't was, wasn't displayed, you know, with one of the write ups, but it was sort of like up in the, of the roof and the ceiling, like looking down looking on people, down, sneaking, sneaking, into and the, you look yeah. up, you don't know it's there. You're like, oh shit, Lost look Boys, at that. Yeah, and and I, that's one of my favorites. Our movie grade stuff, like this, is really legit, as legit as a Madame Tussauds, or more so, and more specific, and uh, really a lot more impressive, especially because it's a you know privately owned man. You got to give it up to that. Kind oh of yeah, stuff. you do. Well, the, they're all he gets these casts from that a lot of them are from the original films and the movie and then houses people, and the VFX production people houses. actually work on these and yeah. help them create them. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. And what they had Pennywise from It. They had Yeah, um, that was cool. One of my other favorite ones, they had Darkness from Legend, which was the Tim Murray devil character from Legend, which is another one like you don't see that. I've Tim. never seen that ever. You know, and so to see that giant with the giant horns and that makeup that he Tim had to Curry? put in. Yeah, Tim Curry. Oh. I thought you said Tim Murray. Bill Murray? <laughs> Bill Murray and Legend? <laughs> That's funny. And they had Tim Curry as Pennywise. Yeah. They had two Tim Currys, which is like awesome. Yeah. Fucking great. They what had... was the story? There was a little backstory there that he didn't want to do a lot of makeup. And oh, he it, didn't it want it because of Legend. That... Well, that's the other right. funny thing is like he didn't want to do a lot of makeup because the makeup in Legend was so comprehensive. It was like hours and hours in the makeup chair. And, you know, you know, just, you know, you know full understanding right. that would be the case if you look at that character. It's amazing. And that's a Ridley Scott film, Legend, which I didn't realize either. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a, that's another thing I learned. Legend hmm. was directed by Ridley Scott, which is pretty pretty fun cool yeah and yeah and so what happened was they did minimal makeup on on uh pennywise and it on tim curry and apparently it worked even better because tim curry's face is kind of sinister it is just a little on sinister. Its own. like in rocky horror in home sinister. alone 2 yeah look at home alone 2 it's terrifying he's like the evil concierge <laughs> yes. yeah <laughs> evil but funny concierge. yeah oh, always funny always funny always clever that guy's the best they had american werewolf in london i don't know if i said that already but no. they, they uh that was really good one and we had gone to the universal um horror studios nights. horror nights and we do they a podcast had, on it listen to the podcast Yeah, we did a whole podcast on the vip experience and they had done an american werewolf in london Maze, which was our one of the best ones, which is a haunted house, basically maze, yeah, right. But which this is awesome. was a super cool version of the werewolf. It was a full werewolf it build. Was full werewolf build, and it was amazing. It was equal to, if not greater than, the universal one. Yeah, like so you got to give it up to this I guy. Oh, it's like, so impressive. Really, really impressive. They had the fright night, the girlfriend from Fright Night, the original Fright Night. Oh, right, which is awesome. Yeah, super cool. They had um, what did they have? They. They have the they people, I think. They had the they people. They, I mean, they did have Michael Myers and Jason and Freddie, which was cool. They had Elvira. They had Elvira. They had a little uh, section yeah. on Elvira with some write-ups about her mm-hmm. and Cassandra. Cassandra, what's her last name? I can't remember the actress. Oh right, Cassandra something. Yeah, uh, Elvira. They had a full build of her creature had... from the Lo- Black Lagoon. Oh yeah, they had the creature. They had the creature from that the Black was Lagoon. Super cool. So cool. They had uh, Alien from Alien Resurrection, yep. which is like made to look more human, 
sort of a humanoid thing, which is pretty cool. You know, uh, what else was there? There's so many. So many. So many. It was so impressive just walking around. I really liked the old classic ones. I mean, The Mummy and The Creature and Frankenstein and Bela Lugosi's Dracula and just also just learning all the little factoids. And they also had a section where you just had the, the prop heads. Yeah, and, it, and he talks about you know made they're made from resin and yeah. combinations of things, and he talks about how they're made and how he gets these different directors or uh, people who work on on movie. Yep, they had the original to Wolfman. actually work on them. And they had a figures. Hitchcock mold. They had a full body Hitchcock that mold that looked exactly and like Hitchcock. Norman Bates' mother they, in the chair, the skeleton yep. in the chair. Yeah, it was very thorough. And very sort of invoking, like oh, oh that, yeah, oh, that too. Oh man, this is the coolest thing ever. It, it was like, the how did we thing get ever. in here for eight bucks? We wanted to go pay again, and like we do did. It again. We kind of <laughs> talked about doing that because you go. We're going around and we're reading every little thing. We wanted to read everything, appreciating every little thing. And I have to also say that the layout and the organization of the way it was done was yep. incredible because he made the most of that space. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have totally. you're going around in kind of a maze, which I can see how Up it's a haunted house. And through and yeah, down and through this little way, yeah. And then all the characters. Oh, they also had um, Pinhead from Hellraiser. Hellraiser, and it was in, inside a box in the box in the puzzle box from the Hellraiser movies. If you, it, it was backlit and mm-hmm. it was like, and it was flashing like a strobe light, and you look through the sort of cracks in the box, and inside is fucking Pinhead. Yeah, <laughs> which is like really clever. Yeah, really good way, clever way to display that character, the Clive Barker classic. You know. So I'd say that was absolutely the highlight of our trip in Salem. Yeah, I'm glad we got to see that. And we understood now what they were saying at the comic book store. Because they're like, of course. They're like, that's the only one we would go to again yeah. and again. We could go it again. And like, yeah, when we left, like, oh, that's clearly what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, clearly. You know, because that was amazing. Yeah, very interesting. And then, the, yeah, we asked him about the eight bucks. And he's like, you know, uh, these guys that I came up with that kind of showed me the ropes, they said never charge more than eight bucks. And like, was that the 80s, though, man? Yeah, like, I you know, know what I mean? You like, could charge 12 bucks easily, and people would bucks. still be scratching their heads at how they got in for so cheap. Yeah, exactly. And then eight bucks for kids or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, you could charge easily 12 or, you know, raise it for the, the season for and the then season. drop it back down. Yeah, he to doesn't want to do that. And I respect that. Yeah, That's respect, cool. respect, you know? Because, yeah, you could pay for that twice and you're not even, like, really hurt. No, we if we had had the time, I would have gone through three times, frankly. Just to look at it all closely. Just to read it all and look at it carefully and really appreciate it. Yeah, because you kind of miss stuff or you don't give stuff the full time that you want to give it. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that the Wolfman, the original Wolfman movie was like one of the like the most successful horror movie of that yeah age. yeah like far and away the scariest it got banned oh they had nosferatu a nosferatu oh, that mold. was super cool and they only did that because they couldn't get the rights from bram stoker's daughter to do a dracula yeah. so they had to rename it and recast it you know what i mean and right. like give it its own story which is you know also really worked and people were no that's the movie that got banned nosferatu was banned in oh, a right. few countries because it was too scary it was too scary and they thought the actor was a real vampire yeah, well, they he's thought scary. yeah and that's why they made that movie called shadow of the vampire with um what's his name uh willem dafoe and john malkovich about how nosferatu is basically a real vampire with that right. when they're shooting this movie which is a pretty good movie too it's on netflix yeah. you could watch that movie right now shadow of the vampire which uh, is cool the, the trick or treat Oh, yeah, the trick-or-treat character. Yeah, 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 totally. So many different ones. It was really spectacular. Big, big, big thumbs up. Big, big, big thumbs, thumbs up. Ten on the justice meter. 
Ten, that's a full Superman. Yeah, that's a full Superman. A bizarro Superman. <laughs> no, not a bizarro Superman. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a bizarro Superman. Because it's so scary. Well, so that was ba- that was that was pretty much it for us in Salem. We did do some more walking around. Um, there's a lot going on in that city to see. Yeah, go to the, go if you have a chance. If you have friends in New England or you've never been to New England, I feel like that would be a good thing to do. If you're a movie horror fan, if you're going to go to New England, because if, mm-hmm. if you don't like baseball and you're not a Sox fan or you know what I mean or whatever, right. like, there's so many things to see, though, in, in Boston and in New England itself. But if you're just sort of like a horror fan, movie fan, go to Salem and you'll get a full taste of what New England's like in the fall, which is beautiful. It's really a unique experience. And then you get all on top of that, you get all of this history, real history and lore tied into this New England experience. So for me, it was like a really neat way to see the East Coast and to see New England. Yeah, because you hadn't been there at fall no time before i'd never been halloween. nor halloween in salem so yeah it's definitely and people always say that and you're like yeah okay yeah that's fine i guess yeah you know things are scary halloween, <laughs> halloween's cool but now you really feel it there it feels like it's in the walls yeah it's in, you know, it's in the air definitely really enjoyed my, t- my time in salem massachusetts so thanks salem massachusetts thanks for delivering thanks yeah. for delivering we will be back yeah i would i would come back we want to do a con there. We want to do a con there. We want to do a horror con yeah, there. Yeah, we're working on it. That 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 would be a something to do. I feel like that would be a really sort of welcomed, you know, sort of like not it's not missing, but it would be a cool added It'd addition. Oh cool. wait, but so before we left, we like we said at the beginning of the podcast, as we were leaving, they were beginning the transvestite yeah. uh, beauty pageant contest thing at the hotel, and there was a step and repeat. And we got to say, when we walked in there, it was sort of like uh, it was like the Rocky Horror in there a little bit, a little bit. It was funny because there was this one person. We're like, "That's gotta be a dude." At first, we didn't. Well, realize he was like it was, six feet eight. Yeah, it was so like six for eight. For one thing, we and knew then it was, it was a wearing dude. like platform shoes. <laughs> so they didn't want to do like they wanted to the guy's room, which was like awesome. And it's <laughs> yeah, like somebody put and it looked like somebody put lurch in a dress from Adam's family. It's like Adam's family was like cross dressing and like a wore skimpy dress though, and like a veil. So it was kind a of spooky. Veil. And the platform shoes. I actually want to see Lurch in a French maid's dress. <laughs> if anyone can get online and go on Photoshop and draw me a Lurch in a French maid dress, it's cross dressing Lurch. Cross so, dressing. To all the fans out there across the across the interwebs in the inner world <laughs> in the international, if you can send me a an original piece of uh, artwork, which is French maid Lurch. Cross-dressing transvestite lurch from the Adams family. You'll I will, get a Harold Mod t-shirt. Yeah, Harold Mod t-shirt, and I will get it a tattoo. I'll make a, a tattoo of it on my arm, <laughs> so I'll have a cross-dressing lurch on my arm. That'd actually be a cool tattoo. Forever, yeah. French maid. You can have the little poofter duster thing too, <laughs> and the little uh, you know the thigh-high fishnets, <laughs> <laughs> and then it could be placed in some sort of you know sort of <laughs> cantily clad, and it could have like you know like a, a female glove and like a manicure or something what on about, his shoulder yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would be on his shoulder with like a french tip manicure you mean thing you're talking about thing the hand the thing yeah thing no. is hand oh thing it, oh cousin it, is, it cousin it is the long hair yeah the so hair thing, thing would have a french tip manicure and he would be on lurch's shoulder <laughs> given the finger or, the <laughs> or something that, or not but i yeah. want to see that please yeah so challenge somebody people. do that if i could draw i'd do it myself <laughs> but uh, yeah you do that we'll post it on the website Get a t-shirt. So that's it for us, folks. That's our wrap-up of Salem and Halloween. 
Halloween. This has been our official Halloween episode. We, we did kind of like a Halloween month of stuff. Yeah, we have done a Halloween month of stuff. And, and then next week is sort of on the same Halloween tip because next week we're interviewing a very special guest about their very special movie that is going to be uh, released onto the internet on uh, Netflix and iTunes, iMovies, whatever it is, and uh, Amazon VOD, and it's premiering at CineFamily. So we'll talk about that next week. Yes. Also a horror movie. And more information can be found on our website at heraldmodcast.com. Heraldmodcast.com for all of your modcasting needs. Yep. So thanks, folks. Thanks very much for listening. Join us again next week, and uh, have a super spooky Halloween. Have a super spooky Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Keep razor blades out of your apples. Please. Please, for my sake. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Goodbye. Be gone with